Chapter Ten of The Rover Boys in Camp by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Ferrar. Chapter Ten An Adventure in Cedarville. On the same evening that Lou Flapp and his particular cronies went down to Cedarville to have a good time in a very questionable way, Dick Rover and Songbird Powell also visited the village one to buy some handkerchiefs and the other to invest in a book he had ordered from the local bookseller and newsdealer i heard that lou flapp was going to cedarville said powell while on the way do you know dick i don't like that fellow at all neither do i songbird it will make me sick if he is elected major of the battalion nevertheless the cadets have a right to elect whom they please i know that as well as you do but i can't stand flat's domineering ways and he is bound to grow worse if he is put in authority as to that i shall not stand being bullied came from dick with flashing eyes i'll let him go just so far and if he goes any further he'll have to beware both boys were excellent walkers and it was not long before cedarville was reached dick soon had the handkerchiefs wanted and then powell led the way to the bookstore to obtain a volume of humorous verses he had ordered the week previous i don't see why you buy verses since you can make them up so readily said dick with a smile oh i like to see what the other fellows are doing answered his friend i saw some more of your cadets in town tonight," said the bookseller while wrapping up the book yes i believe half a dozen or more came down returned powell having a special celebration tonight not that i am aware of why do you ask put in dick who knew the bookseller well oh i only thought some of the boys were flying their kite pretty high that's all and the man closed one eye suggestively where did you meet the fellows well mm, i'd rather not say rover you see i don't want to make trouble for anybody are they in town yet i presume they are but don't say i mentioned it please pleaded the bookseller no more was said and having paid for the book powell walked out with dick behind him if those fellows are drinking it's a jolly shame declared dick when they were out of hearing what do you think about it songbird exactly as you do dick shall we hunt them up what good will it do lou flapp won't listen to what you say and i'm sure i don't want to play the spy and report him but what if he is leading some innocent students astray he has had half a dozen young chaps dangling at his heels lately i know that there was a pause we might look into some of the places as we pass them very slowly they walked up and down the main street of cedarville a thing easy to do since the stores extended only a distance of two blocks then they passed to a side street upon which two new places had recently been built one of the new places was a butcher shop and this was dark and deserted next to it was a new resort known as mike sherry's palace and this was well lit up and evidently in full blast if flapp is drinking he is evidently in this place remarked dick but i don't see anything of him he added after peering through the swinging doors they tell me the sherry has a room upstairs also for drinking purposes returned powell maybe flapp and his friends are up there they wouldn't want to be seen in public you must remember that is true but how do they get upstairs through the saloon there may be a back way let us look 
they walked around to the rear of the building and here found a door leading into a back hall but the door was locked this is the way up i feel sure said dick somebody has locked the door as a safeguard then i'm afraid we'll have to give it up not yet sonberg dick had been looking over toward the rear of the butcher shop see the painters are at work here and have left one of their ladders wonder if we can't move it over and put it up under one of those windows the matter was talked over for a minute and then the two boys took hold of the long ladder and did as dick desired this may be a wild goose chase was powell's comment and if it is and mike sherry discovers us he'll want us to explain maybe he'll take us for burglars you can keep shady if you want to songbird i'm going up and so speaking dick began to mount the ladder the window under which the ladder had been placed was open from the top only and a half curtain over the lower portion hid what was beyond from view so in order to look over the curtain dick had to climb to the very top of the ladder and then brace his feet on the window sill he could now hear voices quite plainly and presently heard lou flapp speak i'm on the right track he called softly to powell they are in the room next to this one but the door between is wide open shall i come up suit yourself i'm going inside as good as his word dick slipped over the top of the lowered window sash and an instant later stood in the room which was but dimly lit then he tiptoed his way behind a door and peeped into the room beyond seven cadets were present including lou flapp ben hurdy and their particular cronies jackson pender and rockley the other were two young cadets named joe davis and harry moss on the table in the centre of the room stood a platter of chicken sandwiches and also several bottles containing beer and wine and a box of cigars evidently all of the crowd had been eating and drinking and now several were filling the apartment with tobacco smoke come smoke up moss cried lou flapp shoving the box of cigars toward one of the younger cadets don't be afraid it won't kill you thank you flapp but i-i guess i won't to-night pleaded harry moss whose face was strangely flushed why not i-i don't feel well the drinking has made me feel sick oh nonsense here take the cigar and smoke up it will brace your nerves and you davis have another glass of something to drink went on lou flapp pouring out a glassful and handing it to the one addressed thank you flapp but i don't want any more answered joe davis he looked as ill at ease as did harry moss don't you want to be sociable demanded the tall boy it isn't that flapp i i guess i've had enough already ah don't be a sissy davis here i'll drink with you and then i'll smoke a cigar with moss if you are going to be men you want to start right in hey rockley that's right lou answered rockley as he lit a fresh cigar what you need is another glass davis came from pender it will act as a bracer just try it and see i i don't want to get get faltered davis get what intoxicated really i-i don't who said anything about that demanded lou flapp in apparent anger don't be a fool one more glass won't hurt you 
here take it and he almost forced the liquor to joe davis's lips but before he could accomplish his wicked design dick rover leapt quickly into the apartment and hurled the glass from the big boy's hand for shame flap he cried for shame and that's what i say too came from powell who was close behind dick every cadet in the room was astonished and all leapt to their feet what's up cried rockley they have been spying on us came from jackson talk about meanness this is the limit added pender i want you to leave joe davis and harry moss alone went on dick as calmly as he could it's an outrage to get them to drink and smoke against their will are you two alone asked lou flapp glancing nervously over the newcomer's shoulders we are what right had you to come here well we took the right then you enjoy playing the spy no flapp said dick boldly but i do enjoy doing davis and moss a favor what do you mean by that i mean that i am going to stand by them so you shall not get them to drink any more or smoke <laughs> what right have you to interfere maybe he's going to squeal to the captain put in jackson if he does that i'll punch his head for him roared lou flapp who had been drinking just enough to make him ugly and unreasonable i did not come here to squeal on anybody answered dick i know you did and i'm going to pound you well for it howled lou flapp and on the instant he leapt forward and aimed a savage blow with his fist at dick's head End of chapter ten